0: go to Grant Morris our historian. Hi Grant. Hi Jesse how are you? Good interested in this week's topic the history of gambling in New Zealand and that 33 million dollar lotto win has got you thinking.
1: Yeah yeah, you, know, you know just the sheer size of it and um, the attention that the you know that was on it from the nation and everyone rushing out and buying lotto tickets it's like the old days you know when lotto first came out and I yeah. thought well must must go back even further than that.
0: Where does the story begin then?
1: So it begins at the beginning really um uh and I mean, we'll take it today from uh, the beginning of cultural encounter so when the first europeans come to to new zealand but from the beginning they're bringing in you know european um, american uh, approaches to gambling uh and you know they can take so many so many different forms so kind of running through the the talk today you've you've got the the theme of more informal gambling so you know card games dice games and things like that you know betting on whatever's around yeah. um you can imagine the whalers and sailors and traders doing that you know um late 18th early 19th century and then you've got the the more formal forms of gambling which come a bit later but yeah right from the beginning you're getting these you know pretty tough and rough characters who are trying to make some money out in New Zealand uh engaged in gambling and you know doing it in the um the pubs or the um you know, wherever, you know, the sh- on the ships and um, at, at home. So you get those early beginnings, uh, and then then you start to get um, more development. So once we get to 18, well, 1830s is, you know, you can uh, see the first, ho- the beginnings of horse racing, but... Uh-huh, well, wow yeah more the 1840s you get the first proper race meets then you get you know New Zealand's one of the one of the trifecta you know the magic trifecta racing rugby and beer and racing's number one in that that cliche and that just emphasizes how important racing was so uh, you get you know racing becomes kind of the the center of of at least regulated um, gambling in New Zealand and uh, you know you get the the rise of the bookmakers or the bookies you know who would you know give the odds take the bets and take a big cut as well and they and they became a you know just an iconic figure in New Zealand during that time and you know many people you know if they wanted to engage in gambling you know not just watch horses run around a track but um engage in gambling really did it <clears throat> through racing um, and uh what what we see is the government reacting to that so in 1881 I won't go too much into the law but you have the Gaming and Lotteries Act and the, the idea of that act is to say well we want to re-yell at gambling there's too much of this backroom gambling going on, mm. um, we want to you know on cards and dice and all that kind of thing, we want to we basically say no, you know, we're not going to support that but we are going to allow certain types of gambling, for example um, horse racing uh, but also um, the idea of the, the proto lotteries so this idea of an art union or, or a lottery which is done to raise money so you know it's still still part of that tradition where where you know money from lottery goes to good causes but the idea that yeah you can have your lotteries uh, which were becoming more popular as a fundraiser but they're going to be regulated
0: um and yeah so Um, I guess two reasons for the government to be involved, right? One one to keep illegal or, or dodgy elements out, and the other to make sure that they're getting a cut
1: yeah absolutely and you know that that's always that's always been a good money earner um and also the ability to divert some of the money to good causes as well whether it's back into you know um race courses or whether it's um into charities so uh you get you get that regulation Now, let's you know let's not be naive <laughs> the illegal uh backroom gambling well, it continued and it became illegal but it continued as as did bookies i mean bookies were basically declared illegal in 1910 um they were just making too much money and the government thought, well we can we can do that even better. But they, they continue to be a to be a factor uh, in an illegal sense, um even though they're not yeah, supposed to be on the you know, um near 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 the racing industry. Um and then of course the government enters in in the racing industry with the TAB. Um, after the second world war and the idea that they're gonna actually set up this this body which will be the you know the the main platform for gambling. Uh, and um you know it's you know, TAB today I think is still probably where um, many New Zealanders will place a bet and, and, and on more than just racing of course these days, on any sport that um, yeah. happens to be on there.
0: Um so I mean when we think of the lotteries we think of Lotto, but for a while um or it was only I think the nineteen eighties when that was arrived. But people did have lotteries before that, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so they had these art union as they were called, kind of a euphemism to, to raise money. And then of course, Golden Kiwi, uh, early nineteen sixties. And remember Golden Kiwi, which lottery of kind of took out in the late eighties, but um, that was that was a big one. Um, but you know, from basically until Lotto in nineteen eighty seven, you could see um, you know horse racing, gambling, really, and and, and trotting and, and greyhound racing, you know, had had the um, the dominance. And then you get two huge changes, uh, one after the other. You get Lotto in nineteen eighty seven, which everyone watches, everyone buys a ticket, and then you get the casinos in nineteen eighty nine. So the and and that's that's a big missing gap in our gambling history compared to say the United States or right. other jurisdictions where the where the you know the casino the gambling ha- the public gambling house um, you know uh, is is there and in New Zealand it's you know it's only recently where, where you get these organised casinos and, and and you know the the resistance to them as well. So, um, yeah, so you get Lotto, and, and Lotto's huge uh, and continues to be huge, as, as we know from you know, what inspired this talk. But the other the other big new one as well is the um, pokies or oh, the yeah. gambling machines, so that's yeah. late 80s as well. So horse racing has this dominance up until that time, and then in, come, in comes Lotto, in comes casinos, in comes the pokies, and then horse racing drops to number four um, in terms of...
0: Is this... Uh, like, um, I mean, all late eighties. Is this a kind of a um, fourth Labour government deregulation um, mm-hmm. story? Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's part of that that trend. Um, I think it's also they would. I'd probably argue modernisation as well. Saying, okay, how are things done in Australia and in the states and in similar jurisdictions? Why is New Zealand, you know, taking such a you know Puritan, if you want, um, approach to to, to gambling um, in terms of you know uh, not allowing uh these these forms and, and, and also I suppose there's also been this trend of saying, well, we don't want all the gambling money going offshore. We may as well uh, keep it in New Zealand and, and get some of it, you know, whether it's for, for government um or or charity. Uh so there's there's that view as well.
0: Someone wanted to mention the boat trips to international waters.
1: Yeah, to to get around the laws. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh okay, so what do we what do we learn when we uh, look back on the history of gambling in New Zealand? I think, I mean, it's a
1: fascinating history, and, there, and there's lots to it. Um, I think one of the interesting things is, I think you know, the, what a, you can take a quite a neutral approach to it, or even a bit of an upbeat approach. You know, after the races racism, it's fun, but it's actually not particularly positive <laughs> if, you, if you look at just the amount of. You know, uh, money that's been wasted and people have been ruined and, and dodgy elements um, that, that uh, permeate the history of gambling. I'd, I'd, I'd probably uh, caution about being, you know, seeing it as too positive a,
0: a, a part of our history. Mm. And um, we don't hear much about the anti-gambling lobby in New Zealand.
1: No, I remember a, a march um, against the casino in, in Hamilton. I, I slept in, um, but <laughs> <laughs> the friend I was supposed to go with went on it. Oh, yeah. um, but I missed that one. Um, and you know, it seems to be, i don't know, maybe it seems to be going fine at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, there was you know back back in the you know earlier times, there was more of an organised lobby group. Particularly from the Protestant churches against gambling, but it never really got the cut through. Especially you know how, with the popularity of horse racing, uh, people are just going to do it. You know it's like trying to ban alcohol, I suppose, mm. prohibition. People are just going to do it underground and and illegally, and government will miss taxation. So you know I suppose the the reality is that you know you've got to have it and you've got to regulate
0: it. Casinos in Auckland, Hamilton, Christchurch, Queenstown, and Dunedin. No casino in Wellington? No, no, and that's, um,
1: I think it's, you know, it's um, an interesting one um, as to why that's, why that's never occurred, um, and, that, and there'll be a story to that. I remember reading it once, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, well,
0: good. Mm. Um, nice to talk to you. Thank you so much, Grant. No Dr. Killing. Grant Morris, our uh, resident historian with the history of gambling in New Zealand. Yeah, if you do know why... Um, why that's never happened. So if you have a theory, uh, text it on 2101, let me know.